Hello and welcome to the Parenting with Play podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so sorry that I haven't been doing one for a while because, you know, like you, juggling work, juggling kids, everything else whilst being in lockdown 24-7, it's a lot to do, isn't it? Anyway, we're working through it and um, I'm back. And um, apologies if you've been missing out on some of the episodes, but hopefully you've been able to listen to some other episodes that I've done, earlier episodes and um, yeah, anyway, welcome back. So today's episode, we're talking about overwhelm, which is something I'm sure you've probably been feeling recently. It's something you feel you will have felt at some point, and it affects how we are with our kids, isn't it? And so I really want to talk about how it affects our children, how it affects the whole dynamic and what you can do to start to get out of it. Because this is a really unprecedented time, isn't it? It's the first time ever, really, that as parents in a nuclear family, of how many parents there are in the family that you're living with at the moment, that you're solely responsible for your children. Because if we go back to older times, we'd have lived in more of a tribal structure and there would be aunts and uncles and other people of family, extended family members and members of the community around and the children would be cared for in a much more flowing way. And generally there were like four adults for every child to care for every child. Obviously we don't live in that anymore, but now we have daycare and school and they've gone. I know some daycares are open, but predominantly we're all home with our kids. So it's a really unprecedented time. So it's inevitable if you do feel overwhelmed. It's inevitable if you're starting to get over it and snappier with your kids because this is a really unprecedented time and it's challenging. It's challenging. Um, it can also be really beautiful. And I've spoken to so many parents who secretly admit to me, actually, I'm really liking it. So both spectrums. In fact, you might love it one day and just find the whole thing horrendous the next day. So wherever you're at, you're not alone. And it, and it can be really, really difficult. So what you might notice is, yes, there's times when perhaps, you know, when you're feeling calm and connected and happy, then things flow so well with your kids. Things are really enjoyable and they're fun. And you perhaps might notice that your kids are actually behaving better. Maybe they're playing better between siblings and you've just got that lovely, warm, fuzzy feeling of beautiful connection. Equally, you might find other times when it is not like that. And what happens is we get into that cycle. And when you are really busy with work or you've got, you know, multiple children to, to juggle, especially if you've got really little ease, you start to get just that little bit less patient, just that little bit more irritated, just that little bit edgier. And what you'll notice then is your children their behavior starts to get worse and we're in that cycle. And the worse their behavior becomes, the more irritated you get, the less patient you are. The, the, you're starting to get more shouty, starting to get harsher with your kids and starting to get more stressed, which then means we revert back to ways generally that we were parented. And often that was a bit of a harsher way. Um, and I'm just going to actually preface all of this by saying that um, I'm at home with my kids and my husband and um, there's probably going to be some noises on the podcast. I should have said that earlier on. So I'm going to try and edit it out as much as possible, but you might hear some bangs and clashes going on as my people are moving around the house. So we're in that cycle. 
And the harsher you get and the more irritated you get, the worse your children behave. Because as that sense of disconnection occurs with our children, that's stressful to them. Even though you've got really good reasons why you can't attend to them as beautifully as perhaps you normally do or would like to do, there's really good reasons for it, but it starts to get them feeling a bit stressed. It also means that as you're getting a bit more preoccupied with the things that you you need to do, then there's less opportunity for them to sort of play and laugh with you and release some of the just the sort of normal everyday stress that they're accumulating. You're perhaps less attentive for when they're starting to get whiny and maybe start to burst into tears over something. You're going, oh, I can't deal with this right now. And each one of those, as understandable as it is, it leads to our children feeling more stressed their limbic system, their emotional part of the brain getting activated and and stressed, which then means that their behavior is automatically going to get worse. Their impulse control is going to get worse. Their logic and reasoning is going to get worse. Their thought of thinking about forward consequences is just going to go out the window. So that means that their behavior is automatically going to get worse. And then your response to it is probably getting harsher because for goodness sake, can't you just be quiet for two minutes while I need to do my stuff? And then and then you're in that cycle and it just escalates and escalates. And sometimes you can just be in like, oh my God, this is just horrendous. My kids are just going nuts. I'm losing the plot. You know, it's awful. And then it's really easy to fall into that, that guilt and that shame cycle as well going, oh, I'm just such a rubbish mum. Oh, I can't, I can't do this. Um, This is just awful. And we can easily go into that. And when we feel more stressed, what happens with our behaviour? What happens with your behaviour? Gets worse, doesn't it? So then the more guilty you feel about snapping at your kids, it leads you to then snap at your kids even more because you're just feeling so yucky and overwhelmed and it's really, really hard. So that cycle can go... to sort of stay in the smaller low grade level or it can very easily and very quickly escalate to the point that you are shouting at your kids you're getting more punishy all those things that you perhaps vowed you'd never do you start to do you might revert to sort of older sort of traditional discipline methods such as time out or trying to bribe your kids or sometimes you might even just try and plead with them come on guys please don't do this or please can you behave yourself or please give me a minute oh, and it doesn't work because the children aren't thinking logically so those pleading and those logical rational um, requests that you're making it's just falling on deaf ears it's just bouncing off again it's not going to go in because your children are activated and they're feeling stressed. Oh, and it, and it's sometimes if it can go on for a morning or a whole day or a whole week, and it's like, how do we get out of this? Perhaps my children, there's something wrong with my children. Perhaps they just need, perhaps I'm not enough for them. Perhaps, you know, all of these things we can go around into our head and that's really difficult and it makes life a lot, lot harder. So, If that is you right now, if it has been you in the last couple of days or recently, oh, sending you so much love and compassion because I don't know a single person who has never been in that cycle Um, and more and more people are feeling it right now. And so I'm sending you lots of love and including myself, clearly, because I can speak from experience. It's really, really inevitable. It's really understandable. So 
this is the time to sort of start to let go of some of that guilt. You know, if you're listening to me, maybe start to shake it off a bit. Just like, I'm going to let some of this guilt go because it's really understandable. It's really understandable why you're like this. And you're not alone. It's easy to sometimes think, God, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just the worst mum. Maybe, you know, they're, they're posting all these beautiful things that they're doing in their house. I bet they're fine and they're doing it together. It, I bet it's not the case. I've posted lovely things about my kids are doing and then there's also challenges too. And this is the time also when all those things, as I said, that you vow that you really want to be like, they start to go out the window, the more stressed you become. All right, so painted a clear enough picture on that. So what can you do? In those moments when you find yourself just shouting and stomping around the place, it's really hard to break out of it, isn't it? You can sort of just feel the the rage coming out of you. So we often, in traditional methods, we talk about putting our children in time out, that they need to go and think about it. As much as you can, try and just remove yourself from the situation. You know, unless your children are really in serious danger when you need to stay in the room with them. Otherwise, just go and just see if you can just step away. If your children are following you and you just need to get a break, lock yourself in the bathroom and lock the door so that they can't get in. And yes, they might be hammering on the door. Yes, they might be having a complete meltdown outside the door. But if you just need to have 30 seconds of a break, that's what's needed because then you're going to go back out and you're going to be able to attend to them in a much calmer way. Often just being in there, I mean, I can say go in there for five minutes. Five minutes is a really long time with your child banging down the door and crying outside. So often it doesn't even take five minutes. Sometimes it can take like 30 seconds. And just having that circuit breaker of removing yourself from the immediacy, you know, even just looking at yourself in the mirror can help bring you back to yourself, help bring you back into your rational, more logical mind rather than this sort of right raging mum. So just see if you can do that. And then when you return to your child, then you're going to be in a much calmer, more stable way of attending to them. If you can't do that, if you're still in the thick of things, well, the most important thing you can do is to recognize that you're in this cycle. It is a cycle and you can get out of it, but you need something to shift. And this is the good news and the bad news about it is that it's really down to you. It's easy to think, well, if only my child stopped doing this behavior, if only they stopped squabbling, if only I didn't have to do the work. And we sort of can look externally to ourselves thinking, if only that was all different, then I wouldn't be like this. And yes, that's true. But your young child, actually, whatever age child they're, it's not, they're not able to make that shift. They're not, it's not their responsibility to make that shift either. You can't expect a three-year-old to suddenly go, oh, mummy's really losing it here. I just need to sit down quietly and, and do some colouring in. It's not going to happen. But the good news is, is that it, it might not take that much for you to get out of the cycle. It could just be that you're locking yourself in the bathroom for 30 seconds. Could be enough. It could be that maybe you just go into your bedroom and you scream into a pillow or you pummel onto the bed just to sort of uh, release a bit of your tension. That could just be enough. But what's the most effective thing to do? Just like how I keep saying about listening to your children and helping them with their emotions is the most important thing that you can do to help you shift your child's behavior. 
the exact same thing with you. You need someone that you can help, that can help you to shift your big upset feelings. And and this is the, the fourth key point that I talk about that I share all the time and teach in my programs is calling somebody as simple as calling a friend. Now it could be, and you can, and it could be as simple as just calling a friend just for a chat. That could be enough to help just get you back into your radical, your radical, your logical mind. But what you really need is you need to have a vent and a complain and let it all out. So ideally, you want to choose a friend who you feel comfortable enough to do that with and also that they're comfortable enough to listen to your feelings. Not everybody is comfortable listening to feelings and that they can get panicked that there's something seriously wrong or that they want to jump in and give you advice. That's not what you need right now. You know what to do. You know how to be beautiful and relaxed and calm and patient with your children. But you're just not able to do that right now because you're so full of upset feelings (laughs) and tension and anger yourself. So you just, just the act of calling a friend, it's really simple, but calling a friend can be so powerful. So as I said, you can share as much or as little as you like, but that act can be so, so helpful. And A, you'll find that your friend is probably going through the exact same thing and then they go, oh my God, yes. And also, but when you start to share your inner swirlings of your mind um, with somebody who you think is capable of of listening to you without judgment and, and wanting to sort of fix you, you then start to build that bridge and give that other person permission to start getting the help that they need too and to start sharing more of their swirling mind with you because I guarantee they've got a lot of stuff going on underneath the surface as well. And it can really strengthen your friendship. Now, so many people view... You know intellectually that reaching out is a really good thing to do, but you might still feel weak you might still feel that it's a sign that you can't cope, that you're a failure at this, that there's something wrong with you because, you know, somebody else is managing to do it fine. Why can't you? And that's not the case. You know this intellectually, but I really want you to feel it. How important it is that you get support. You get support during normal times, but with us in this lockdown coronavirus time, you extra need that support because most support mechanisms structures have have gone especially the physical structures of you know asking your friend or a relative to take your kids for an hour or being able to go to yoga and then use that as a way to de-stress we can still go walking here in australia but and a bit in the uk and other way but you know there's still policemen around checking us so we've still you know that can add tension can really add tension to us we can set ourselves on edge but you're perfectly capable of calling a friend. Now, if you don't have a friend, obviously I'm here. That's my number one goal is to support you with what you need. I teach you the strategies, but I'm also here to give you support because I can teach you all the strategies in the world. But if you're activated and you're in that cycle and you're shouty and you're you know, your rational mind is not working well because you're feeling stressed, all the strategies in the world are not going to help you. You need that support. So call a friend. Even if your friend's not available and they go to voicemail, leave a message or through, you know, or just leave a voice message through Messenger or, or SMS, you know, that way. But it's really important. Just actually the act of voicing it is so powerful just because it just gets it out. You just need to release it and let it go. So do that. 
If you can't do that, or if even that feels too hard, I love this suggestion from Patty Whitfler, who founded Hand in Hand and created Parenting by Connection Approach. Lie down on the floor. Just stop everything and lie down on the floor. And what that does is it just, for you, it shows that you are just going to give up. You're just going to let go of trying to control the whole situation. You're just going to stop. And you lying down just shifts the energy completely. And it just means that then you can let go. And when you lie down, it helps your kids to just sort of stop and do the, change the energy in the room. My son has just joined me. Um, and that, and that, act of just shifting the energy really really shifts everything and I've done this when my kids were particularly little when it all just felt too hard and oh just the relief and then to begin with you know they're squabbling and then they sort of go what's mum doing on the floor and then they might come down and lie with you and it's it's such a powerful thing so if do that and then you'll probably be able to call a friend or then you'll just be able to do something that just shifts and that you can then start to be a bit more patient with your child and then you're in that cycle of of starting to shift it and then you're more in that upward cycle because the more that you can give to your child the more patient you can be with them the the better that they're they start to de-stress and their brain starts to work again And then that act of you being a little bit more patient helps to calm them down, starts to, they start to feel a bit happier, which then affects their behavior. They start to be able to behave a little bit better as well. And then you're in that upward cycle of, of getting back to being on track again. Then you can start to feel a bit more playful again and your children start to respond to that. And then that shifts everything. All right. So in the middle of this lockdown period, for those of you who can't see, I have my son now rubbing his hand all over my face. So, you know, this is life in lockdown, isn't it? And this, I think it sort of breaks down the barriers between work and family and integrates it. And in some ways that are lovely and some ways that can be a bit frustrating. So wherever you're at, know that it's perfectly normal and your feelings are really, really valid. When we start to shut down our feelings, thinking that they're not valid and that you shouldn't be feeling this, that just adds to the stress even more. So don't think that. Really um, welcome your feelings as painful as they are and help to get the support that you need to be able to offload them. Now, talking of that, I've got this beautiful collaboration going on with a lovely friend of mine. Um, We've created the Lockdown Parenting Club. And this is your chance to get access to really amazing support from me and from my lovely friend, Gemma. We have weekly group coaching calls and we have twice weekly Facebook check-ins because we want you to start the day well. And we want you to have that space that when things do go awry, you can you can reach out and go, oh my God, I need some help. We also go through all of the, um, all of the strategies um, and foundational uh, principles that will help to shift your child's behavior, which will help you turn things around. So if you want to come and join, it's all from just $11.30 a week. We've really kept this and wanted to make this as affordable as possible whilst giving you extra support and strategies and tools throughout the whole process. So all you need to do is come over to parentingwithplay.com.au forward slash lockdown and all the details will be then there. Now, if you're listening to me after the lockdown period, still go to that page. I will still have my offerings up there, but just come to parentingwithplay.com.au and everything will be there 
to give you the support that you need, my online programs, and I'm setting up a membership program so you can join at any time. All right. Remember, it's totally understandable why you're feeling this way. It's totally understandable why you're reacting this way. It's also understandable why your children are behaving the way that they are. And know that you can shift things and you do deserve the support. So reach out or go and lock yourself in the bathroom for a minute. Um, but reach out, call a friend. And the more you do that, the more you'll notice things are shifting. All right, have a great week. I'll see you again next week. Hopefully minus child in the room with me, but who knows? Um, we're still in lockdown. All right, have a great week and I'll see you then. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you can see how you can implement what we talked about today with your children and family. Be sure to hit subscribe in your podcast app to know when each episode is released. And I would love it if you could leave a review and share with your friends. And if you want to shout less and connect more, head over to parentingwithplay.com.au to download my quick guide of five simple games which you can start playing straight away. You really can transform your everyday parenting challenges with connection and fun. So have a great week and enjoy playing.